What's up, everyone? Kevin Allen here, a.k.a. The Geek from DFS Army. And today we're taking a look at red flag players. And more specifically, we're looking at the top 10 players by ADP at every position group and pointing out some red flag players that I'm looking to avoid drafting this fantasy season. This is a really important video. It's much more important to know who not to draft or who to be careful drafting as opposed to who to draft. So let's get into it. All right, guys, this is like something I've been really dying to do here. Just really go through these top 10 position groups and give you some warnings. Little couple stay away, guys. Danger. Now, the least important of all of the position groups is the quarterback position, but there are some red flags even in the quarterback position. But before I get into that, I just want to mention that we are using the uh, NFFC most current ADP data. So we're looking at the actual top 10 going in high stakes leagues right now, 823 to 826. So I've set the date frame as recent as possible. And right off the bat at the quarterback position, one red, red flag player for me is going to be Kyler Murray. And here's a situation with him. I think he's fine. You know, I think he's a totally, you know, he's a solid player and whatever, right? Kyler Murray, when he's doing his thing, he's scoring 30 plus fantasy points. But my problem is twofold. Number one, the ADP going QB5 overall. You know, there are definitely other players that are going after him that I think can outscore him. Jalen Hurts is one and he's going after him. Trey Lance going pick 11 probably can do about the same. And Kyler Murray always seems to get hurt. The problem with Kyler Murray is he does not have, he's not a great throwing quarterback, especially when he can't run around. So we've seen in past, and I'm just going to pull up his logs. He had a good season last year, but um, let's see here if I can get game logs here. Yeah. So even as we take it, he had a good season last year, had the huge games in the beginning of the year, but then you saw some fall off here, 21 points, 17, 20, 11, 18. So he definitely had some dud games and the studliness just wasn't there towards the end of the season. And part of the reason again is he hurts his ankle. He hurts his leg. He stops running around as much. And it's just not really worth spending a high pick on Kyler Murray this season when you can get about the same production out of Dak at pick 11 or Brady or even Matthew Stafford uh, at pick 12. So um, red flag, be warned on Kyler Murray. All right, moving on to the running back position. And there, there are a couple of significant red flags at the running back position in the top 10 that I want to go over with you. And it starts right at the top, number two overall, Christian McCaffrey. And here's the thing. I want you to sit down and meditate for a second on Christian McCaffrey, right? Picture his season. Picture the 2022 season. What don't you see? Do you really see this guy playing 14, 15, 16 games this year? Because he's been hurt. The, the, the number of injuries he's had over the past couple of years, they haven't been just like one major one that took him out. Like he comes back, he gets hurt again, he comes back, he gets hurt again. So there, for me, there are significant concerns with Christian McCaffrey this year, just in terms of spending a number one or number two overall pick on a guy who, yes, while healthy, will absolutely smash. But if he gets hurt, 
you've now wasted your number one, your top two or three pick on a guy who's not playing for your team. So if we look at the rest of the group sort of up top, especially if we if we um, include the wide receivers, but Jonathan Taylor, no real injury concerns. Austin Eckler seems to put some of his injury stuff aside. Najee Harris, no. You know, Davin Cook's had some dinged up kind of things going on in his career, but again, he's cheaper. And, you know, again, Christian McCaffrey, we're paying a top two pick for him. So just be aware that if you, you're rolling the dice and in a friends and family league where I just need to beat, you know, 11 other people, like a normal league, not a, not a tournament. I'd rather take a little bit of safety. I'd rather grab one of those wide receivers. Uh, you know, one of that group of cup Jefferson, Jamar chase, and let somebody else take Christian McCaffrey with, you know, the pick one or two overall It's too risky of a play. A um, couple other red flag players here in the top 10 running back. There's a few. So my second red flag player is Derrick Henry. Now, what's the story with Derrick Henry? Well, Derrick Henry's got two issues. Number one, massive workload over the past few years. He's only been injured the one time. So there's no injury history per se, but has the seal been broken? All right. Now we could say that every running back has some injury history. That's fine. Or injury risk. That's fine. But the second concern I have for Derrick Henry is more, is more significant. And it's just that Derrick Henry is a very game flow dependent running back. He's a running back that comes out of the game when the team's behind and needs to throw a lot. He tends to not do very much in those situations. So even a healthy Derrick Henry, if the Titans regress a little bit this season, you know, playing from behind a lot of games or that kind of situation um, rears its ugly head, Derrick Henry may have some incredibly volatile returns. He'll still have his great games and he'll still be a touchdown machine. But, you know, be aware that Derrick Henry is the, unlike um, probably a Jonathan Taylor or an Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry's going to have a lot more uh, over the course of a season of these sort of terrible fantasy production games. And you can see a little bit of it here in the playoffs, the 12 pointer, um, you know, last season, I guess he got hurt in this game, but now week one against Arizona. So when, when his team's not playing from ahead, you know, he tends to be forgotten a little bit. So a little bit of a, Guys age 28, getting up there in age. There's a little bit of concerns here uh, with Derrick Henry. Does not, not enough to make me not draft him late in the first round, but certainly, again, enough to make me defer to the elite three wide receivers over him when picking in my fantasy league. And finally, Saquon Barkley. Listen, I, I'm, I'm down with Saquon Barkley, and I'm, I'm buying the hype. I'm buying the hype. Healthy Saquon. You know, great new coaching staff for the Giants. Going to utilize them properly. No competition for touches. A lot of reasons to love Saquon. Just again, reminder that this is a guy who really has only had one healthy season um, out of four in the NFL. So, you know, it feels a little hopey, a little preseason hopey to assume a guy like this can um, just have the durability to make it through a full NFL season. So be careful when drafting him. I know it's a lot of the running backs, but... These running backs do carry some concerns. Now, at the wide receiver position, we're taking a look at, again, the top 10 via current ADP data. And there are two players here that, again, I'm going to get a little red flag on. And I'm going to start with Stefan Diggs, Bills wide receiver. Now, Diggs is going as the fourth 
wide receiver off the board, ahead of Devontae Adams, ahead of CeeDee Lamb, ahead of everybody. But Diggs really faces more touch competition than he's ever faced in the past. And even last season, take a note, he had a solid year, but the spike games simply were not there. The 15s, I, I take a look at the production. It, it really wasn't spectacular. The 5, the 9, here's a 10, 13, 14, 9, 14, 15, 8, 12. So even last season, I call it a down year. Stefan Diggs, you know, as a DFS guy, did not appear in any tournament winning lineups last season, partially because he was over, overly priced on the DFS sites. But that kind of translates to his sort of overly hyped ADP. I don't see Stefan Diggs as a first round player. I don't see this guy as someone who's going to lead your team. He'll give you solid yeoman like production week after week. But again, if we look at the target numbers, Lots of weeks without double-digit targets, eights, five, seven, eight, six, nine, seven, nine in the playoffs, especially four, six. Gabriel Davis stepped up, Isaiah McKenzie, but also Dawson Knox, his emergence, and now the emergence of Jimmy Cook. So there are just more options for Josh Allen to go to compared to a couple of years ago when Diggs was absolutely beasting. So be careful. I would not draft digs in the first round. I think he's a perfectly good second round pick, but uh, I certainly would have Devonte Adams and CD lamb um, ahead of him. Now, speaking of wide receiver red flags, I've got another one to be concerned about and that's Debo Samuel. And listen, Debo Samuel had an epic season last year, so I might be overly concerned, but, and, and let's take a look at some of those game logs here. And I mean, he had a great year putting up big numbers week after week, but I will point out that a lot of the scoring for Debo did come via the run rather than the pass. Uh, we see late in the season, his target numbers, really. I mean, two targets, five, four, two, six, three, four. There were not a lot of targets going on here. So he was doing a lot of his work via incredibly efficient rushing game work and um, rushing touchdown scoring. So here, here, here's an example. One rush, one rushing touchdown. Five, got a touchdown. Six rushes, two touchdowns. Eight, got one. Eight, got one. This guy was averaging a touchdown every seven or eight carries, which is much higher than what normal running backs do. I mean, multiple, multiple times higher than what normal running backs do. So it's important to just be aware that even just a little bit of touchdown regression from Debo, combined with a new quarterback on the 49ers that, and, and a new offensive philosophy that's going to be much more run heavy. They're going to need to up his usage in the passing game in order for him to at least have any shot of replicating his incredible fantasy production from 2021. I don't care if he regresses a little bit. He's still kind of worth uh, the sixth or seventh or eighth spot overall, but just be aware that expectations should be diminished a little bit for Debo Samuel. All right, moving on to our last position group, talking tight end. And I've got a couple of red flags here. Again, a lot of this is due to ADP, but uh, there's about there's three players at the tight end position that I just I just be careful. Then, right? And I'm going to start with George Kittle. And again, George Kittle is one of the best tight ends 
in terms of overall talent, blocker, pass catcher. He's an incredible player. I love George Kittle, but I mean, are we really using a high draft pick on a guy who is mainly going to be blocking on a team that primarily wants to run the football? I don't see the monster games coming for George Kittle this season, the emergence of Brandon Ayuk, and of course, Debo Samuel further reduce this this san francisco team might only throw the football 20 to 25 times a game figure three or four of those go to running backs you know seven or eight of those go to debo maybe a couple to brandon Knight. there's not enough passing volume to go around here and it's certainly while i love kittle he, there's nothing that he's going to do this season that justifies paying up ahead of taking him rounds and rounds ahead of guys like Dalton Schultz and, and Dallas Goddard and, and Zach Ertz and Dawson. I. Just wait. George Kittle is not giving you a positional advantage, but it looks like his ADP here of 59. I mean, you can wait 20 picks later. It's Schultz. Waller. Sweet. Sweet. Now, another red flag tight end for me this year is TJ Hawkinson. And primarily my, it's more about his draft position. The TJ Hawkinson is he's, he's oft injured. He just hasn't shown me any reason why I should be taking him ahead of the Dallas Goddard's, the Zach Ertz and the Dawson Knox group, a trio that are going behind him. So this is simply an ADP issue for me. I think TJ Hawkinson's just been this sort of darling of, draft Knicks ever since he was drafted in the first round. I'm not really sure what the story is. I do think the Detroit offense will take a step up this year, but they also have more weapons than they've had in the past again. And, you know, Hawkinson is fine, but really is he much better than, than Goddard or Ertz or Dawson Knox? I don't think so. As a matter of fact, I would bet that Goddard Ertz and Dawson Knox all outscore TJ Hawkinson this season. So just wait, let somebody else take him. You know, you look at the ADP data and if, if you like, hey, I, I, I'm happy with one of these three, you let Hawkinson be the blocker for you. So as soon as somebody grabs Hawkinson, you're like, oh, mental note, within the next few pick, you, you know, my next pick, I got to grab one of these three because, you know, Hawkinson's gone. So you let your league dictate when you take your tight end by using a player like Hawkinson, who you're not too crazy about, or I'm not crazy about, As the warning button. Oh, oh shit. Okay, because we don't want to kind of fall beyond this top 10 group. Then you get into a little more sketchy zone right here. So I want a top 10 tight end. Use Hawkinson as the warning light. And once he gets taken, know that you got to grab one of these three guys. That'll be a great way to attack your fantasy league this season. All right, guys. So we've gone through the top 10. And, and again, we didn't, we didn't go look for turds. We're talking about players being taken in the top 10 of each position group that you should be aware, come with some warts, come with some red flags. So hopefully this helps you navigate your draft. One of the things I want to put up here is when you look at all positions, one of the things we want to do when you approach, let's say a, a red flag player, like we talked about Stefan Diggs as somebody, I'm not too crazy about Diggs, right? But here he is, number nine. What you want to do in that situation is say, all right, well, Maybe I'll just either grab uh, Devontae Adams. Maybe I'll go to the RB position here. There's a lot of ways to use this information to know to pivot. You get to the Depot Samuel spot. 
maybe instead of Debo, you grab an Aaron Jones there, or you grab a Leonard Fournette, kind of go running back instead of wide receiver. So when you see those red flags come up, just maybe take a different position and fill that position on the next pick. That way you let your league mates pick up the red flag players, don't bother, and you smash them. Of course, if you like this content, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. We've got all kinds of fantasy football content coming throughout the offseason, DFS content. The DFS Army has our preseason promotion going strong right now. It's 12 months of NFL coverage, season-long DFS. It's a 12-month subscription. We've got it reduced from 250 down to 199 with promo code preseason. Go to DFSArmy.com today. Get signed up now. We don't do this once the season starts. This is a preseason only offer. Remember, use promo code preseason and you knock a 12 month VIP NFL subscription down to just $199. You get the optimizer, all the new tools. We have an incredible season plan for you. So make sure you check it out. And I'll see you next time on another Bowl Call fantasy football podcast. <laughs> 